Hey y'all and welcome to the glow up guide. What the heck? That is so weird to say. It seems like everybody has a podcast nowadays, but I have a lot to say and three minute TikTok videos are just not doing it justice. So I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and start a podcast. So for the first episode, I have a very juicy topic to talk about and that is how to glow up after a breakup. Now we'll go over my breakup credentials in a little bit, but I will say that one of the best compliments I'll ever receive, it's like one of those compliments that people give you and it just sticks with you for the rest of your life and you like think about it when you're having a bad day or whatever. But I had just gone through a very, very bad breakup in the eye of a whole lot of people. And we'll talk about that later. And somebody who honestly wasn't even that good of friends with me, but they were like following me on Instagram and kind of following up on how I'd been doing. And they looked at me and they said, girl, you literally look like you're glowing after that. You look so much happier. And that just stuck with me. And so I kind of jotted down some things that I did that helped me glow up after that breakup. And we're going to talk about it in a little bit. So stay tuned for that. But I thought for um, intros for my podcast, it would be fun to talk about some of my favorite things. Now, it's not going to be very long, but I always love when people do that. So I'm going to have a physical item. That's my favorite thing. And then I'm also going to have like a not physical item so like something I've been doing um that I've really been enjoying so I'm gonna go with mm, I'm gonna go with my physical item first so uh January-ish it was my new year's resolution I was like you know what I'm not gonna spend any more money at coffee shops so what am I gonna do what am I gonna get what am I gonna invest in that's gonna help me do that so I literally went to Walmart of all places and I bought the cheapest espresso machine that they have at Walmart. And I was like, you know what? This might last me six months. This might break the second day, but I'm going to try it. And you know what? I rarely spend money on coffee now. Is it the most aesthetic thing? No. Is it a really cute, white, shiny, smeg machine? No, it's not. But it saves me money. And I can make some pretty bomb lattes at home for a really good price. So that's my favorite physical item. I would definitely check out Walmart if you're trying to do that. And then also my not physical item is probably going to have to be my hot girl walks. I just got a dog um, a couple months ago. And I take my dog on probably two walks a day. One in the morning, one at night. And it's a really good way to get my mind and my body moving in the morning for the day. And then at night, it's a really great way way to unwind. I have a really stressful job. (laughs) And so that definitely helps me unwind after my day. So those are my two favorite items that I've been loving right now. All right, let's jump right into the podcast. Okay. So I'm going to go over my breakup credentials first, and then we will jump into what has helped me uh, get rid of some of the breakup scaries, I guess. So I'm going to start in high school. So I didn't date. I wasn't really interested in boys in middle school, whatever. In high school, um, I think I was in 10th grade. I had my first boyfriend. And um, this was probably like worst case scenario that you could ever have in 10th grade. Um, But I dated a senior. Literally no idea how I pulled this guy. Like very attractive like on the football team, like captain of the football team, like who is she? I had imposter syndrome. Um, but I, he was, he was one of my mom's friends, uh, sons. And so they just kind of set us up and it kind of happened. And we dated on and off, I would say for like one and a half to two years. And, (laughs) So we were hanging out one night on the couch and his mom was there, but we were watching a movie 
she wasn't in the room with us. That would have been weird. But she was in the house. And we were watching a movie. And I remember he kept checking his phone, kept checking his phone. And, like, going to the bathroom. And I was like, mm, that's suspicious. But my little naive 10th grade self was like, whatever. So he leaves and goes to the bathroom for, like, 20 minutes. And I have no idea where he's at. Well, come to find out, he's added a bunch of girls on Snapchat. They're sending nudes. It's just a whole spiel. Obviously... I was crushed. I remember laying in my bed with my mom and I was like sobbing. I was like, I don't understand. Like, what's wrong with me? Obviously, girls, like we always go to the what's wrong with me? Why am I not enough? Am I not pretty enough? Like, what did I do? When in reality, what the heck? Like, he's the one that cheated on you. That has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with him. But, you know, I didn't know any of that. And I was just a naive 10th grade. So I did not, I did not... I did not date anyone for like two years. And then, gosh, <laughs> senior year rolls around. And I, I I don't know what it was about senior year. I think the boys just, they just all of a sudden realized that I existed. They were like, oh, like Hannah is like an option. We can like date her. And I had all of these boys. And there was one that just was very persistent, I guess. And when you go from like not having a lot of male attention to having more male attention and then one that's like very persistent, I didn't. (laughs) And and the thing is, he wasn't that cute. And I didn't really like him that much. Like there were other boys. I was like, oh, I kind of like, but he was there, you know, and it was convenient and I didn't have to try. And so I was like, whatever. And I let him take me to a couple dances. And then all of a sudden we started dating. Lo and behold. And then lo and behold, we started going to the same college. And then we got engaged and got married. And I remember sitting there on my wedding day and I was sick to my stomach because I remember thinking, you have fricked up. You have settled you have settled for a guy that is you're not physically attracted to um you're not romantically attracted to um you don't even really have a whole lot in common but since you've been dating for this long you're just willing to settle and I remember thinking that and I felt sick to my stomach but I did it anyway I marched my little booty down the aisle and we said our vows four very unhappy years later Um, we got divorced because it was one of those relationships where it was just, I felt like his mom. I felt like I did all the work. Um, he had a bachelor's degree and then decided that he wanted to go back to school for welding because he didn't know what he wanted to do. He was working at Whataburger for like forever wasn't making a lot of money, working part-time. I was paying all the bills, making all the money, doing all the laundry, doing all the cleaning, doing all the cooking. I would pack his lunch for work. I would lay out his clothes. Like, it was like, I'm not your mom. This is so unattractive. Like, I am not attractive to you. And then he'd be like, why don't you want to kiss me? Why don't you want to hold my hand? Why don't you want to have sex? Because I'm like your mother. And so he would always hold that over my head. And I remember it was just so bad and we kept getting in fights and I would and I eventually opened up to my parents about it and they were like girl like just just work it out you need to go to counseling whatever he wouldn't go to counseling he said it was all my fault and then I remember I was laying in bed and I was praying I was like Lord if you want me to leave 
if this is something that you want me to do, then I need you to show me. Like, literally just throw it in my face. And then the next night, he confessed that he had been sleeping with other people. And I said, that's it. That's my sign. Thank you, God. And so we got divorced. And it was something I never thought I would do, ever. I never even used the D word because I was like, once you get married, that's it. But if there is unfaithfulness in your marriage and when they're not willing to listen to your pleas and cries of, I need you, I need I need your support, I need your emotional support, I need you to be there for me, it's not worth it. So we got divorced um, during COVID. <laughs> um, and that was just a really dark time in my life. And I remember thinking, um, you have two options. You can either get better or you can get bitter. And I know a lot of people say that about going through hard times. And I just decided that, you know what, I'm going to let this make me better. And so that's what I sought out to do. And you, if you're going through a breakup, you have those two options as well. You can either flip the script and say, you know what, I am not going to wallow in this. I am not going to make this, I'm not going to let this make me better. I'm going to let this make me better. Here's some of the things that I did um, to kind of help me through that really dark time. So you have to remember that this is a new chapter and it doesn't have to be bad. It is, it's good. This is a new page in your life and months down the road or years down the road, you're going to look back and say, holy crap, look at how far I've come. And this person that used to mean so much to me, the world, I would, you know, text them in the morning. I would, we would stay up late at night on the phone calls and stuff. Like there are new things out there waiting for you, new people, new relationships, new life opportunities that are out there waiting for you. And you have the chance to reinvent yourself and turn the page. And this is a new chapter and it's really good. So here are some things that helped me handle those nasty feelings. I am telling you, I know exactly how it is to wake up the morning after and say, this is a dream. This did not happen. And you have that pit in your stomach and you feel sick and you just, you feel almost immobilized by sadness. You feel like somebody has died. Like somebody's literally like stabbing you in your heart. Like that is absolutely the hands down the worst feeling ever. And I... I can remember that so well, so well. Um, so you have two things that will help you. So you need to replace and distract and now go through that. So replacing. So you need to, like I said, we're going into a new chapter in our life. This is a good chapter. But in order to move forward, we can't keep looking back. And so you need to replace or toss out some things that remind you of that past life. And I know that's so hard. And I know that it's hard to do it all at once. And if you need time to do it, you can. Um, Me, I went through my house all at once. I got rid of 
pictures that reminded me of him. Those nasty, like, super cheesy Hobby Lobby signs, like, you are home to me. Like, I got rid of all those. The Christmas ornaments that we got together on vacation, and I put them in a bag, and I either donated them or I threw them away. And this is so important. And this is something that you need to do with everything. You need to, and I know it's so hard, but you have to cut ties or you're not going to be able to move on. So go through your phone and delete the pictures. Stop laying in bed at night and looking at them and wishing for better times. Just delete the pictures. Just delete them. And the songs that you guys used to listen to in the car or songs that remind you of them, take them off of your Spotify liked or take them out of your playlists so that when you're driving in the car and you're having a good day and that song comes on, it's not going to ruin your day because it's just not there. It's not going to come. It's not going to come up. Um, Items. Do you have their old sweatshirts? Do you have a stuffed animal that they give you? Do you have a blanket or pillow that smells like them? You have to get rid of that stuff. Because this is the this is the turning point and you're not going to be able to move into the future if you're continuously looking back. And then once you've done all that nasty stuff, (laughs) it's time to distract. So focus on reinventing yourself. Literally picture yourself as being in a movie. And I know this is so cheesy, but just like bear with me for a second. You know, those movies where like girls go through um a breakup and there's like a breakup montage and they're really sad but then they're like working through life and there's like all this like music and it's like emotional and then like you see them getting their sparkle back and their joy back like that is you you're the main character and you have to focus on reinventing yourself so who think about who do you want to be and then what do you want to do think about in a couple months who do I want to be what do I want to be doing What do I want my morning routine to be? What do I want my night routine to be? Do I want to be more consistent in the gym? Do I want to go on more walks? Do I want to be a better friend? Do I want to have more friends? Do I want to start going to church? Think about all the things that you've been kind of having in the back of your mind for months and months and saying, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to do those things because it is just me and I can work on those things and I can make myself better and I can reinvent myself. Who I am now doesn't have to be who I am in a couple months. And so let that excite you. And I use the word distract because I feel like a lot of times when you go through a breakup, it seems like you are just bogged down and living in your head all the time and it's like everything reminds you of you them and that song and that place and this drive and and even the passenger seat of your car you know but if you distract yourself with new opportunities with new you know things with new exciting um things that you've never experienced before that's going to help you and we'll go a little bit more into distracting a little bit But I also think it's really important to feel your feelings, but don't wallow in your feelings. Like if you are bottling everything up and you are not allowing yourself to process, that's not healthy either. But I feel like as females, we have a tendency to wallow in our feelings and we're just so sad and we listen to sad music and we and we talk about sad things with our friends because I feel like a lot of times we allow our feelings to dictate how we live our life. And 
your feelings are so valid. I'm telling you, your feelings are so valid and do not invalidate your feelings because I know it hurts, but don't let your feelings dictate how you live your life because I'm telling you, you're going to look back on a, in a year and you're going to either look back and say, wow, like look at how far I've come. I am so strong because of this. Or you're going to look back and say, you know what? I allowed my feelings to dictate who I am and now I'm a bitter person and I've wasted a year of my life because this bad thing happened. And don't, I don't want you to be like that. So don't wallow and don't obsess. And also you need to be the bigger person. Don't trash them. And I know you guys are probably going, you're going to want to go to your friends and you're going to want to vent and you're going to want to do that. And that's all healthy, but don't trash their name. Don't go run your mouth and say, oh, well, he did this and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Because at the end of the day, what happened happened and you're not going to change it and you're going to prove your point by by glowing up and by moving on and by getting stronger and being more confident and and having an awesome life and you're going to prove your point by doing that. If you if you're the one that glows up after a breakup, then they're always the one at fault. Like you like you can't even argue with that. So, while they're being nasty looking like a potato, you're going to be a hot queen. So, yes. And don't listen to sad music. Don't listen to sad music. Just don't do it. Because <laughs> you're never going to, your your drives to work in the morning are just going to set you up for a day of heartbreak if you're listening to sad music. And then another thing that is so hard and counterintuitive, but you have to do is you have to invite logic into your emotion. Like I said, females are very emotional people. And it's so hard to just not just waste your days away but you have to invite logic into emotion and I heard a podcaster talk about this and I wanted to share it um and at first I was like this is so dumb like that's so stupid but it kind of makes sense and I did it and it actually helps so we're gonna do it right now so make a list make a list of why their qualities did not align with your qualities. Make a list of all the times that they made you question your worth. Make a list of all the times they hurt your feelings. Make a list of all the times that they didn't show up for you. Um, you can even put your icks on there if that literally helps. Like if you wore flip-flops, that's, you know, like literally list everything that's going to help you remind yourself when you're feeling emotional, when you're feeling sad, you can look at that list and say, you know what? These are all the qualities that did not align with me. These are all the times that they didn't show up for me and question, made me question my worth. And that's going to help you when you're feeling sad, remind yourself that, you know what? This is a good thing because there's somebody out there that is going to align with these qualities, that is going to show up for me, that isn't going to make me question my worth. And I'm out here waiting for that person. And I promise you that it's going to help. And then I know that the mornings and the nights are the hardest because in the morning you wake up, you roll over, you check your phone. Good morning. You know, you see that text from them and it's like that serotonin boost for the day. And you get so excited and you're like, oh, you know, somebody's thinking of me. And then at night 
you know, you're FaceTiming or you're calling each other or you're texting each other or you're Snapchatting each other, whatever. And, and those are the hardest parts of the day. And during the day, we're at work, we're at school, we're moving, we're grooving, we're doing things. It's those, those really quiet morning, like times during the day where you are, where you've built that routine with them, that I start my day with them and I end my day with them. And those are the two hardest parts. And what I want you to do is I want you to try to reinvent your morning routine and reinvent your night routine. So things that I love to do is I love to go on YouTube or TikTok or whatever and literally search morning routine and watch morning routine videos and pull inspiration from those videos. Same with night routine. Do you want to have like a freaking 12, 12 step skincare routine at night? You have the time to do it now, girl. Like just do it. Do you want to be extra and draw yourself a bath? Do you want to start going to the gym in the morning? Do you want to start writing in your gratitude journal? Like those those things, those are things that will help you glow up, that will help you level up, and that will help you distract yourself. And you're not relying on another person to get you excited for the day. And you're not relying on another person to validate you before you go to sleep at night. That is, those are things that you can do that will literally give your, like, fill your own cup up. You should never have to rely on another human being to fill your cup up. And I know that I was so bad about that. Where it was like, if, if a boy didn't like me or if I wasn't getting attention from a boy or whatever, that I was nothing and that I was unlovable and I wasn't pretty enough and I wasn't doing enough, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. You have to first be able to give that to yourself before you can give that to another person in another relationship. So seriously, go on YouTube, go on TikTok, go on Instagram, whatever, and, and pick and choose. What do I want my morning and night to look like now? Because... Again, my life is a movie. I'm the main character. If I want to be extra right now, I can because I have that time to be extra and take that time to be extra for yourself. So here are just some little tips that I want to share to kind of end up our time together. So hype yourself up for the next chapter. Like I said, you're the main character. Um, One thing that definitely helped me was go through your Instagram, TikTok account, your social media, whatever. I noticed that I was having a really hard time um, moving on because I was following a lot of couple influencers, whether they were married with kids or whether they were just dating or they were engaged. And it was really hard because I was trying to move on. I was trying to move on. I was trying to like embrace my singleness. But then I would go on social media and I would see, oh, they're so happy together. Oh my gosh, like he just did this for her or oh my gosh, they just had a baby or whatever. So go through your following and I know it's hard, but if you need to unfollow those couple influencers for a while, you can go back and follow them. And I know like I seriously get invested in like couple influencers. So like I know it's hard, but for the time being, try to Try to follow people who are in your same phase of life. Like if you want to be a boss babe, like follow people who are living in New York and they have like a really cool, like, you know, a big apartment and they live alone and they have a really cool job and they're super independent and they go to cycle at night and stuff like that. 
follow people that are going to be really just your vibe and who you resonate with in your life. If you want to live at the beach, follow a girl who lives alone at the beach and goes surfing in the morning or whatever. And that's going to help you because you're not going to be surrounded with stuff that you wish you had. You're going to be surrounded with people who you're like, oh, you know what? I resonate with that. Um, That's how my life looks and it's going to hype you up. Also, do things you wouldn't do in a relationship. If you want to stay out late and go watch a movie with your friends, go do it. If you want to go dancing at night with your girls, go do it. If you want to go to the sunrise in the morning, go do it. And I'm not saying that like these are things that you wouldn't normally do in a relationship, but I feel like a lot of times we wait around for our significant other to want to do those things with us. And, you know, we'll even drop hints like, hey, can you, you know, go to sunrise with me or whatever? And, you know, if they're not great significant others, which I'm sure that they're not because you're broken up, then they'll say, ew, gross, I don't want to do that. Or they'll like put it off, put it off. You know what? Do those things for yourself. Do those things for yourself. Make those memories, even if you have to do them alone. Because I think a lot of times it's really good to learn to be alone with your thoughts and to be alone and just enjoy life around you. And I think it's healthy to be able to do those things alone and also builds a lot of confidence. So do things you wouldn't in a relationship. And also, this is a really big one. And I'm going to be 100% transparent with this and say that this is where I was lacking. I was not very good at doing this, but don't be in a rush to get back into another relationship. Now, I feel like I'm a little bit, (laughs) I heard Shelby Sacco say this. She said, I am a serial dater. And genuinely, I think I'm a little bit of a serial dater. But I will say when my marriage ended, I took several months and I just worked on myself. I reinvented myself. I um, glowed up physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Um, and that was probably the best, most loving thing, hard, like heckin' hard, but the best, most loving thing I probably could have ever done for myself was take the time to work on myself because I felt like I was constantly pouring myself into another person so taking the time to work on myself and pour into myself for a little bit was the best thing that I could have done and then this is the last one and it sounds cheesy but it's so true remember that God has an amazing plan for your life and he has somebody picked out for you and he knows your list, like even if you don't have a physical list, your mental list of things that you are looking for in a significant other in your head. Um, and he knows that and he takes that into account. And I promise you, he will send someone that checks every single box. And one thing that I didn't mention, which if you follow my TikTok, by the way, which just same shameless plug, it's Hannah Exlin at, you know, on TikTok, but whatever. You don't have to, but if you want to, you can. (laughs) Um, But if you know on TikTok, I recently just got married and I got married to somebody who I can seriously say that checked off all the boxes, treats me like a princess. Um, And if I had just settled for someone who I knew in my heart, who is not right for me, then I never would have met him. And I'm telling you, my life would have been completely different. So I know that right now it's hard, but I promise you it will get easier. And I promise you that if you take this time to put in all of these steps, 
and um, just reinvent yourself, work on yourself, that in time, God will bring that person to you. So anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode, and I wish you all the best. Um, My DMs are always open on TikTok if you'd like to reach out, if you need someone to talk to. I'm always, always available for that, and I hope you have an amazing day. Love you. Bye.